0: I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get texted by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. The dumber you are about money, the more you need to remain in the system the more you must run in the rat race, and the more you must let the system use you up and squeeze all the equity out of you for the rest of your life. Your time, your money, your attention, your energy, and your focus. Stay all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, it relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. way i can't say it enough work on your game people often ask me dre is there any way that i could work with you directly is there any way that i could talk to you on a regular basis just ask you questions share with you what i'm doing and just Get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is Work On Your Game University. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game university There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs, and we go from there. I'll see you inside. Again, that's work on your game university you are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative that is to go get an energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques on the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is we are getting into part two of two here today on where you can no longer afford to be lazy. Where can you no longer be lazy? Yesterday, we did the first three parts. Today, we're going to go into parts four, five and six. But before we do any of that, I remind everybody I send out a text message every day. Guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point. Also, every Monday, guaranteed to do the same thing for your week. I call them the daily and Monday motivations, respectively. You can get that message by joining my test community for free by texting me at my number 305-384-6894. That number is down below in the description. Secondly, work on your game university. That is the place where I do all of my coaching. It's the only place I do any coaching, as a matter of fact. If you would like to work with me directly, that's the way that you do it. Just go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You get access to our four-part framework of mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability. And it's the only way that you can have regular access to me as your direct coach for that link is down below in the description along with the number to my texting community. By the way, if you text again to my texting community, you don't get an immediate auto response. That means we are still working on some issues with getting everybody actively receiving those messages. We've been having some issues with that since late fall 2023. So by the time you hear this, maybe it'll be cleared up. You get immediate responses fixed. If you don't get an immediate response, it's not yet fixed, but it will be fixed. So just stay tuned. So with that out of the way, let's get into this, picking up on point number four. We are talking once again about where you can no longer afford to be lazy. Number four, finances. You can't be lazy when it comes to making sure that your finances are where you want them to be. And this is another area where a lot of people are systematically kept in the dark. And you can thank the educational system in part for this. Being that there are some general principles about money and finances that most people agree are true principles and they are useful principles, at least once they find out about them. Here's the question that we have. Why don't they have classes and programs to teach this kind of stuff in schools? Once people do get a financial education, whether you get it at five years old or 50 years old, once you get it, you're like, man, why don't they just have a standardized way of teaching this so that everybody understands? I have thought about this question and I realize what the reason is. I have figured out the answer. Would you like me to share it with you? Okay. If all of you were taught as part of your standard education, meaning kindergarten through 12th grade how to become financially free. There were classes on this. Like If every year you had to take a financial understanding class or whatever you want to call it, and you were able to set yourself up and your family up money-wise, financially-wise, guess what problem would be eliminated from your life if you knew how to do this from the time you were five years old? Let's say you start kindergarten at age five. You know what you would be able to do? You know what problem you would solve that many people have now because they were not taught this? You know what problem you solve? First of all, you would never need to stay at any job. You would never stay at a job just because they're paying you money. You would not need to matriculate through multiple years of college that you didn't really want to do just so you could better qualify for a job that you also don't want to stay at, but you're staying at because it pays you money. You would no longer need to chase after postgraduate degrees and accumulate hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loan debt just to get yourself a quote unquote better job just so you can spend more years paying down the debt that you accumulated in order to get the degree, which got you the job. In other words, you would be out of the fucking rat race. <laughs> That's what would happen if you were taught from a very young age and your formative, the years of your brain is still forming, concepts and principles about money. If you were taught these from school age, and this is not based on any race, this applies to every race of people, Because if you grew up in America, there's nothing in the educational, the formal educational system that teaches you anything about money. And it's for a reason. All right. So everything that I just told you, if they did teach it, it would solve all these problems that a lot of people are living with right now. All right. Going to college when you don't want to go to college, you're only going because you believe going to college can get you a better job with a maybe a little bit higher starting salary. But every extra year of college that you take, most people are accumulating student loan debt, which you got to pay back. And those loans are accumulating interest. So it's costing you more and more money. So your dollar is worth less over time, but you still have that same salary. So you're accumulating all these years of college and all the student loan debt just to get a job to work off what you just got the job to get. It's kind of like this circular reasoning. You're running on this hamster wheel and you almost feel like it's a hamster wheel. This is what we call the rat race. If you were to be taught, you wouldn't be in a rat race. And this is why if you reverse this, This is why they don't teach you financial basics in school, because the system is designed to get and keep you in the rat race. They want you in the rat race because the dumber you are about money, the more you need to remain in the system, the more you must run in the rat race, and the more you must let the system use you up and squeeze all the equity out of you for the rest of your life, your time, your money, your attention, your energy, and your focus. This literally is the system. That's what the system is. It's designed to get people in a rat race, keep you in a rat race, give you just enough that you can keep running in a rat race, but it's taking the most of it from you. And you can feel like you are marginally improving. And then the next generation does the exact same thing after you. That is literally what the system is. And now that you understand this, it is your job to get your own education when it comes to money and finances. So for me personally, I did an episode, let's see if I can find it, when I got into entrepreneurship or why I became an entrepreneur. let see if I can find an episode where I talked about this. As I gave an entire story of where it came from, it might be episode 1226 Why and How I Became an Entrepreneur. I'm just looking through all the episodes where I've talked about entrepreneurship and figured if that's the right one. Actually, I believe that it is. I talked about entrepreneurship a lot here on this show. So I just want to make sure I'm giving y'all the right episode. And I believe that is the right one. So, yeah, so listen to episode 1226. That is where I explain why and how I personally became an entrepreneur? How did I get into the entrepreneurial game? And to tell you just a bit of that story was I got introduced to network marketing, which I didn't know existed when I was in my college years, maybe the middle of my college tenure. And at this network marketing meeting, the presenter spent about 80% of the time in the meeting, not talking about the actual product or the business that the particular company, whatever company they were, he spent the majority of the time just breaking these false beliefs and false ideas that people had about money and about how to make money and how to take care of yourself financially. And the things that this man was saying, mind you, I have a four-year business degree. The things that this man was saying from the stage of his network marketing meeting were things that I was never taught. I was still in college when I went to the meeting, but I finished college after the meeting. And these things were never taught. Four years, of business degree. These things were never taught, the things that this guy was talking about. And it always made me curious. Why why don't they teach this at school? People are majoring in business. Why don't they talk about money? Why don't they have this classes about just understanding basic money? They don't have this stuff. And the reason that they don't do it is because the system is designed, again, educational system as a whole. I'm not saying any particular school or teacher. The system as a whole is designed to produce rats for the rat race because they keep you in that system. You got to keep working for the system. And the money just funnels up to the people who are at the top of that system. And only the pennies come down to the people who are working within the system. This is why people who choose entrepreneurship are choosing consciously to step outside of the system. And this is also why you hear a lot of people almost all the time. And I see this often because I use uh, social applications like X, also known as Twitter. I see a lot of people complaining about the financial status that they currently exist in based on the job that they have and how much money is not paying and inflation and the cost of things and things like that. These are almost always people who are employees working in the system, running in the rat race. You never hear entrepreneurs doing this type of complaining. It doesn't mean entrepreneurs don't have complaints and challenges and issues, even financial ones. But they usually don't complain about it because an entrepreneur understands. And this is something I understood the first time I heard about commissioned sales was that there was unlimited income potential based on your performance. And I've always liked that. I've always been partial to something that was based on performance, not based on anything else. So it is your job now to get this education that you were not given. The reason most people don't reach their goals in life is not because they never ask themselves what they want. Most of you do that. It's not because they're not willing to do the work. Most of you do a whole lot of that. It's because they never ask themselves the third key question, which is who do I need to be? I wrote a book called The Mirror of Motivation that is all about asking and answering that question of and for yourself. That's why it's called The Mirror of Motivation. In that book, you're going to learn who you need to be as a person so that you can go get into that right energy then do what you need to do and then you'll be able to reach your goals and have what you want to have and that sounds like the missing link in your process and let me give you a hint it is the missing link in your process i'll give you a free copy of the mirror of motivation all you have to do is cover the shipping and just go to mirror again mirror i will give you a free copy of that book so you can ask yourself the key question that you have never asked yourself that most people never ask themselves that will make all the difference in your success. Mirrorofmotivation.com. Point number five, today's topic, once again, is you can no longer afford to be lazy. Number five, your media consumption. Now, I talk a lot about this in episode 1690, where I explain to you the real business model of social media and how it is used to monetize your most valuable resource, that being your time, And how they make all the money off it while you make absolutely nothing. That is how social media works. They monetize your time. They make money off it. You don't make anything. And if you actually know how the system works, it's very obvious once you know it. Listen to episode 1690 where I explain it. All media, this is social media, traditional media, all media, is designed to keep your attention for as long as possible and make it you feel as if you're missing something every minute that you are not consuming it. Any good, well-created media wants to create that idea in your mind. This could be written, it could be audio, it could be video. It wants you to believe that if you're not here consuming this media, you are missing out. That's what all media is designed to do. So next time you're out in public or any of you who's out in public right now, look around at the people around you. And note how many of those people are completely oblivious to what's going on around them because their neck is craned and their chin is down to their chest and they're looking at their phones. How many people do you see doing that right now if you're in public right now? I would guess if you're in public, at least half the people who you can see are doing this. They're looking at their phones. And this is what we all do. We do it too much. And it has all of us trapped in a matrix. Now, I'm not telling you not to consume media. I'm not telling you don't go you know, watch TV or listen to the Work When You Game Masterclass or scroll through social media. I don't watch TV, but I do listen to I listen to the Work When You Game Masterclass and I do scroll social media on X I scroll, and then on apps like Instagram, for example, I just go through my comments and read what other people are saying all my stuff and I respond to them. So I'm not telling you not to use social media. I'm not telling you not to do that because, again, I create media and I also consume it. But make sure you are not becoming a slave to the media that you consume. You need to be conscious about how much media you're consuming, what media you're consuming, and do not become a slave to your device. Because these devices can become addictions, just like drugs is an addiction and just like caffeine is an addiction. You can get addicted to these. And understand that media, social media specifically, and anything that you can do on a smartphone, they are designed, they are manufactured scientifically to get you hooked, to get you addicted the same way that caffeine gets you addicted, the same way that uh, manufactured um, sugars get you addicted. These things are designed to make you addicted, to make you feel like you are missing out if you don't go do more of it and get another one. A lot of packaged goods processed foods like potato chips and candies and sodas. They are designed, there are chemicals in that food because it's not real food. There are chemicals in that food that are designed to get you addicted. This is why if you remember back in the day, there was a potato chips commercial. I believe it was Lay's Potato Chips that said, you can't eat just one, or maybe it was Pringles. I don't remember who came up with the ad, but the concept was you can't eat just one. And that was literally what the scientists were manufacturing the chips to be that you couldn't just eat one potato chip. You had to eat one, then you had another, then you had another, then you had another, and then you would just binge on eating all this stuff over the course of a day before you knew it. you ate the whole bag of potato chips and you feel like shit because you ate it all, or the whole pint of ice cream and you feel like shit because you ate it all. It's designed to get you addicted. So if you get addicted, this just means you're human. Doesn't mean it's good, doesn't mean it's acceptable, but it does mean you're human because that's what it's designed specifically to do. Social media is just like that, and it's working on your brain, not just your body. You know those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway? Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them, no matter what it is that you do. And you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Get a free copy of that book, How to Separate Yourself, the Pro, from the Amateurs by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Moving on to point number six, we are talking here today about where you can no longer afford to be lazy. Number six, respect for authority figures. And I told you I was going to be talking about this a little bit more moving forward. I got an episode coming in a week or so where I'm going to talk more about people utilizing their authority or referring to someone else's authority as, again, a shield for their point of view and why you should listen to them. And you got to be very careful of this because it is ripe, ripe for being used as a logical fallacy. It doesn't mean it always is, but it can be, and I see it often happening. With this one, you really need to think critically. All right, there are some authority figures who you should listen to and respect depending on the situation and where you are in life. If you're a child, for example, and you're living under your parents' roof, you should respect their authority because our parents used to tell us back in the day, if you're not paying the bills, you don't have a say as to how things go and who makes the rules in this house. I generally agree with that point. So if you're a child living under your parents' roof, Respect their authority because you, know, you ain't paying no bills. So when you're old enough to pay bills, you move out and then you can not listen to their authority if you so choose. If you have a job, for example, you should listen to your boss if you want to keep the job. If you don't listen to your boss, you'll probably lose your job. And if you don't have another job on the way or some way to replace that job or this wasn't planned, you probably should listen to your boss. If you're in the military, listen to those whose rank is higher than yours. All right. These things are good to do because I believe good leaders start off by being good followers. There's nothing wrong with being under someone else's authority. If that's the situation that you're in, that's the season that you're in right now. Now, because if you know how to follow, you'll be better at leading. Now, with that said, there are other authority figures who you need not listen to just based on the fact that they allegedly have authority. Just because someone has a certain authority or they claim to have an authority, doesn't mean you need to listen to them. And what's going to happen is this may lead to conflict because there are people who hold positions of authority who will believe, and they will even communicate to you that you should and maybe have to listen to them because of the authority that they hold. Now, This is bullshit. And no, you don't. I talked about this in episode number 2767 and 2768. Stop avoiding conflict and confrontation. And then how avoidance of conflict is actually strangling your success. Someone who holds a position of authority, again, is not necessarily, they do not necessarily need to be listened to. This includes people like doctors. This includes Academics, those are people, uh, professors, uh, PhDs, uh, master's degree holders, politicians, or anyone who holds a certain rank within a certain space in which you are not subordinate to them. Now, if you're subordinate to somebody, then you probably should listen to what they say. All right. If you are a academic and you're just coming up and then someone is hiring you and they're the head of the department that you work in, you might want to listen to them because they have authority and they can destroy your situation or your career if you don't respect their authority. Now, however, if you go to walk into a college campus and someone is a head of a department, and you don't work at that college and they have something to say, and you're not trying to get a job at that college, and you don't agree with them, you're free to openly disagree with them because it ain't shit they can do to you. So you just have to respect the situation as to, again, who you're going to listen to or not. If you read the article I wrote about the true story of my son's birth or you heard me trash the American medical system in episode number 2338. Then I told you how doctors tried to use their positions of authority within the hospital to tell me what was going to happen with my son when he was born. And what they said was going to happen did not happen because I had more authority than they did. But they are used to, in that environment of the hospital, having all the authority. They tell everybody what to do and what's going to happen. And the nurses who work there are subordinate to the doctors, so they're used to listen to the doctors. The doctor's not used to anyone telling them what they can and can't do. I don't work in the hospital. So when I came in and told them what they couldn't, couldn't do, there was conflict, but the conflict was resolved in my favor. And I would have accepted nothing less because I had more authority than they did. If push came to shove. I had all the authority and I was willing to wield my authority as necessary. I'm bringing all this up, all these points up here to help you all understand that you can't be lazy when it comes to authority figures, just because someone has some authority somewhere does not mean that they have authority with or over you, nor does it mean you need to listen to them. For example, if you're having a conversation about business with a person who has a business degree and you are a high school dropout, just because they have a business degree does not mean that their perspective is more correct or more accurate or they have a better idea than you do. Because the point itself is what makes it better, not the fact that the person with a degree said one thing, the person who's a high school dropout said another thing. Again, That is a fallacy in itself, that just because someone has a certain position or they've achieved a certain thing, that what they say is more valuable than someone who does not have that position or who has not achieved that thing. Now, again, there are nuances to this, depending on what the topic is. But as a general rule, what I just said is true. As a general rule, what I just said is true. I talked about this in yesterday's episode as well. I'm a former professional athlete just because I have an opinion on sports. And you, who is not a professional athlete, has an opinion on sports does not mean my point is more accurate or more relevant than yours necessarily, depending on the subject. Because, again, just the fact that I play doesn't mean every opinion I have about sports is more right. So if someone with a longer professional resume than mine comes in, does that mean everything they say is now right? No, that's not the way it works. That's called the appeal to authority. And it is a common logical fallacy. You all remember during the COVID scamdemic that happened a couple of years ago, you had someone would offer some opinion, like, hey, I'm not going to wear a mask or I'm not going to go get the COVID jab. And someone would retort to them, well, are you a doctor? What are your medical qualifications to be even making this comment? Well, the fact that someone's not a doctor does not mean they don't have a logical and valid point about whether or not they want to wear a mask or get a jab. Again, you don't need to be a doctor to be able to look at something and examine it from a rational and logical level. And that you can apply that to any subject and any type of person who allegedly has authority in that thing. And you could damn sure apply it to someone who has a college degree and they're holding that up as if they should be listened to because they went to college. So going to college just means you sat in the classroom and took notes and took tests for four years. doesn't mean you know anything. And I have a college degree. And again, I talked about this yesterday. You don't ever hear me talking about I got a college degree. like That means you should listen to me. Fuck my college degree. What is it doing for me? It cost me more money than it made me. And In a general sense, if we're just going dollars and cents, it cost me more money than it made me. So I don't walk around holding that up. I don't hold up the fact that I'm an entrepreneur, a professional athlete, not as a shield to any point that I make. Every point that I make, I will offer you supporting reasons why I made my point. doesn't mean you have to agree with it, but I'm supporting my point with material to support the point. I'm not saying accept this point because of the person who said it. That is a logical fallacy. It is a fallacy that you need to accept the point because a certain person said it. And again, a lot of people make this mistake. Some of you listening to this have probably made this mistake. Stop making this mistake. If you have a good point, your point should be able to defend itself. If you got to defend it with your background, then there is a hole in your point and you got to fix that hole. So furthering what we're talking about here, the validity of your point determine whether your point is solid or not, not the background of the person who made the point. Again, a person who makes a good point is a good point. All right. A homeless person can make a good point. still a good point. If a homeless person makes a point against a millionaire's point, But the homeless person's point is more solid than the more solid point is the one that wins, regardless of who said it. And you have to be careful, again, of people with positions of authority and some certain backgrounds. They will often use this, especially when someone has a position of authority that you respect. They can intimidate people with that. All right. When I was at the hospital, when my son was born, the doctor said to me, excuse me, sir, I'm a doctor. I said, excuse me, bitch, I'm a parent. All right, which one wins? i do. So just because somebody holds a position of authority and they're used to using it, you better be ready for conflict. And if you're not, you may get run over by somebody who should not have authority over you. But because you were unprepared to deal with it, they ended up maybe taking advantage of a situation that they should not have been able to because you showed up unprepared. You didn't do your homework. All right. And I've talked about all this stuff here on the show. I believe it was episode. Let me tell you the episode where I talked about doing your homework. Saying so any of you want to do homework, episode 1925. If you're having a conversation with someone who is a professional at any topic and your point about that topic, you make a point about that topic that disagrees with theirs. Again, just because they played that sport or they did that thing or they have that professional title or they have that degree or that status or whatever, it doesn't mean their point's more valid than yours. Again, the point itself. If you had to use your personal background as a shield for your point, your point's weak. You only have to bring up your background if your point is strong enough. When I get into a disagreement with someone, I don't bring up my background to defend my point. I say my point will defend my point. You can find out about my background, but I don't need to bring it up to you. All right? My background speaks for itself, but background does not defend my points. My points defend my points and yours need to be the same way. All that said, let's recap today's class, which is we are talking areas in which you can no longer afford to be lazy. Number four, finances if you learned everything you needed to know about finances, you could opt out of the rat race from a very early age when many people end up in a rat race because the system is not designed to teach you finances because they know what would happen if you knew it. That's why you need to go get this education that is not given to you in formal schooling. Number five, media consumption. Social media and smartphones are designed to keep you addicted. And the more addicted to them you are, then they can start controlling you by just giving you things through that phone that are going to start controlling your brain because you're consuming it all the time. So you better be Careful that social media is not playing you and you are playing it instead. And listen to episode 1690 for more on that. Number six, respect for authority figures. Just because someone has a authority position in some area does not mean that whatever they say needs to be listened to, does not mean that whatever they say is even accurate. And it does not mean that their position on a subject, even one in which they are professional and have authority, is more valid than your position, even if you are an amateur and have no authority or resume on that subject. A good point is a good point regardless of its source. And a trash point is a trash point, regardless of its source. This is a critical thinking point that I wish more people would understand that they did, then we have a lot less disagreement in today's world. But alas, it is what it is. There are no perfect scenarios, as we know, only trade offs. So the trade off of the world that we live in now is that there are very few critical thinkers. And I already told you in episode number 1025 the opportunity in life, everybody, is in the opposites. All that said, text me so you're in my text community. My number is 305-384-6894. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com and work with me directly. You want to up your authority in what you're doing so that the people who may not be great critical thinkers, but they do respect the authority of someone who has a resume, all right, how about we build you a resume? So just in case someone wants to defer to your resume to decide whether to listen to you or not, at least you have one. I'm like, hey, I just told you my point stands on this point, but I still got a resume all right? <laughs> because that resume does help get attention But my point will stand on its own, whether you have seen my resume or not. But the resume doesn't hurt. So you might as well have a resume. So go to workingyourgameuniversity.com. I'll work with you. And we will get to making sure that you have a legitimate resume that stands on its own two feet. And you can get done what you need to get done on the strength of your abilities and with your resume backing you up. How about you have both? How about that? Better have it, not need it, need it, not have it. Go to workingyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre, all make sure you message me 305-384-6894. Are you ready to take your health and well-being to the next level? Or if you're already at the next level, you want to make sure you stay there? Introducing AG1, the ultimate all in one supplement that will revolutionize your daily routine. AG1 is meticulously crafted to provide your body with a comprehensive blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, minerals and antioxidants. What does all that mean? Let me make it simple means you're getting the perfect solution for those of you who are committed to optimizing your health and fueling your body with the very best. I take this stuff myself. Besides water and my protein shake, I don't put anything else in my body. Whether you're a professional athlete or someone who values meticulous attention to detail when it comes to what you put in your body, AG1 is designed with people like us in mind. But the benefits don't stop there. When you choose AG1, you're going to receive a free one year supply of vitamin D a vital nutrient that supports a strong immune system and promotes healthy bones. On top of that, we're including five free AG1 travel packs so you can stay on top of your game wherever life takes you. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Your body deserves the highest quality nutrition, and AG1 is here to deliver. That's why I partner with them. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game.